Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake. Come of all things, Houston Rockets at Espination.com. And we've got a W pod on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 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 yes. Rockets pull out the win. Final score, 117-114. It's a W pod here at The Dream Take tonight. We are recording live on Spotify Live about an hour Plus, after the final whistle, I uh, had to get some things handled before I came to talk to the lovely people uh, that are listening to us live here on Spotify Live. Thank you so much to those loyal listeners chugging along on this 12-38 and 38 campaign, but it was 11-38 and 38 before tonight. So we have reason to celebrate. And going into this game, obviously, yes, it's the Detroit Pistons who have the second worst record in the NBA. But the Rockets were going into this game without Kevin Porter, as he's been out for the last several games, without Jalen Green, who uh, caught up a calf injury in the last game, and then no Alpera and Shangoon ruled out just before tip-off with an illness. And also, no Steven Silas tonight. He was attending the memorial held for his father, who passed away last month. Our condolences to the Silas family. But... What a win. Really glad to see it. Yes, you know, Team Tank takes an L tonight. But honestly, the top three teams have the same amount of odds for those top two picks. Yes, there are some slight benefits to that number one worst spot. But the Rockets are still there. And you know what? you got to take the wins when you can get them. And the Rockets got to win tonight. Eric Gordon led the Rockets with 24 points tonight. And... I think did a pretty stand-up job and a pretty solid audition for a potential new team at the deadline. You know, there's not a whole lot of games until the deadline. We are just a little, uh, a little less than two weeks away from that deadline, and we're going to have our annual deadline show. I'm really, really, really excited for it, especially after how last year's went. Last year's was arguably one of the wildest trade deadlines we saw uh, James Harden get dealt to Philly. And while we probably won't see a superstar uh, like that go to a new team, we certainly will have some fireworks and we'll see how the Rockets um, get involved if they choose to do so. But let's get back to tonight's game. I'll, I'll you know gloss over the box score a little bit further in depth on top of what Eric Gordon did. We got a good night of basketball from Tari Eason as well. 16 points, 10 rebounds from a double-double. Uh, we also got a double-double from KJ Martin, 15 points, 13 rebounds. Jabari Smith struggled tonight shooting-wise. He only made, I think, two of 12, but he also grabbed 12 rebounds and was pretty strong on the defensive end. Good defensive stuff from him was a plus nine tonight. Uh, we also saw really good performances from Usman Garuba. 
8.6 boards, had two big threes in that fourth quarter that helped the Rockets get to that win. 13 points off the bench for Jay Sean Tate. And you also got 11 from Gup. Jay Gup, Josh Chris for 11 points on four of eight shooting for him. And you look at Detroit, uh, 21 points from Alec Burks led the way. 16.7 boards, five dimes for Jaden Ivey, the number five overall pick in this draft. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich also on the block for the trade deadline, 18 points for him. So ultimately, this game came down really to the final 30 or so seconds. Uh, KJ Martin was at the line um, and he missed that second free throw, but the rebound that the Rockets were able to grab on that missed layup from Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate misses his put back, but KJ's there to clean it up. That that gave the Rockets the lead for good. And uh, that was a real look, could have gone a whole lot worse. KJ misses that uh, free throw. We might not be having this conversation in this jovial mindset that I have now. But hey, you got, you're there for the rebound for a reason. And uh, you know, Detroit, you got to box out, but the Rockets, you got to you got to crash the boards when something like that happens, and and they did, and and that really set off the spark for the for the Rockets to to coast on to a win here. Um, and they you know, strong defense on the other end as well. Jabari Smith had that block on on Alec Burks on the ensuing possession, and then you know was able to win that uh, win that jump ball. That was a huge. Huge jump ball there that, and then Eric Gordon was super clutch in the free throw game, made the last four free throws to ice the game for the Rockets. And I would say this team put the clutch back in clutch city tonight. You know, the Rockets, they trailed, they trailed going into this fourth quarter by three points, but they, they pick up the win. And, and even, you know, guys like Dacia Nix, who struggled for a, mo- a majority of the year. He came in with some clutch buckets down the stretch. He also, I, I mentioned Garuba just a couple minutes ago. He also had some big shots that he made uh, in the corner. Those corner threes were were massive towards this win today. And, you know, I think just the energy, obviously, without three of your arguably four or five best players, it's really tough to win, especially on the road. I don't care if it's the Pistons. It's an NBA team you got to play. And the Rockets were able to find a way to win. And I think a lot of that has to do with the energy that they brought tonight. The energy felt different. And I don't want to say it was all because Steven Silas was not there and John Lucas was, but they do have two different styles. And, and, you know, you have to, you have to kind of figure when, when your main sources of offense are on the court, you got to figure out a way to do it. You know, the last couple of games, it's kind of felt like the offense has really struggled without getting, without Shangun there. If Shangun's not, the offense is not running through Shangun, then it, it felt like it would be stagnant. But tonight they were able to get 117 points without Shangun. So that was, that was big. And I think that it's, it's big for this group's confidence. Um, obviously it's been a really rough month of January. They've only won two games, including this one tonight so you really feel for these guys and and the the trials and tribulations that they've faced but tonight they they passed the trial they passed the test and 
and I think that I think that they should be commended for it. Uh, you know, KJ and Tari in particular, because I feel like out of everyone that played tonight, those two guys, um, along with Jabari Smith, I should say, are the players that you're going to invest in further. You know, beyond this next season or two, and. I think, well, obviously, we'll talk about KJ in a little bit because I do want to talk about that trade proposal that the Athletic posed. Uh, I believe it was yesterday or so. But it's, you know, to see Tari play as well as he has with more minutes, it's really exciting. To see KJ also come into his own, I think he had like 13 rebounds today, obviously had that that clutch rebound at the end and the putback to go and take the lead down the stretch. It's it's big and it, and it does matter and it does you know and this is these are moments that you can take and you can bottle up this kind of energy and then hopefully it'll you know come down the line and and I think that it's it's really good that the Rockets got a game like this because very rarely were you ever going to see a game without Kevin Porter without Jalen Green without Shengun and they don't play again until Wednesday so. They've got time to kind of heal. I imagine that Shengun, unless he has like the Black Plague, will be back on uh, Wednesday. And then Jalen may or may not be back. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly the severity of his calf injury, but it, it, it might just be just a knockup. And if it is, he'll probably be back on Wednesday when the Rockets face the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and then Kevin Porter is going to come back soon as well. Um, excuse my voice. Sorry. I'm a little bit hoarse and I've been for a while now, but that's besides the point here. And now Tari brought the energy and I think that's, they, they really fed off of it. I think, I think everyone, Tari's a guy that, that you can use as a source of energy and he's, it's contagious. Like the way that Tari plays it, it not only makes, you know, himself, obviously it makes himself, you know, valuable to the team, but it adds value elsewhere. And guys that can make the players around them better are guys you want to get you out of a rebuilding situation. And, and I really do think Tari is going to be on this team when they're good again. I really do. Um, but let's kind of shift focus because uh, we don't have too much time tonight. But there was this athletic trade proposal that Sean is des- uh, describing in the comments as, as oof with about 17 O's. So I'm going to pull it up exactly because um, I did see the report from Kelly Eco yesterday. And it was a bit, a bit interesting. And it involves Atlanta Hawks forward John Collins, who if you've been a fan of the show for a while, you know that Mike and I have probably plugged his name a lot in the last couple of years. Um, obviously, because he was a free agent in 2021, and he ultimately ended up signing a five-year buck $25 million contract with Atlanta to stay. Um, And obviously the Rockets were in a very different position in 2021 than they are now. Um, And they've kind of doubled down on their rebuild. And and the report that Kelly Eco is basically saying is um, that the Rockets have been in conversations with the Hawks about acquiring, um, about acquiring John Collins. And, and this is interesting. So the trade proposal is as follows. The Rockets get John Collins and a 2026 lottery protected pick from the Phoenix Suns. The Atlanta Hawks get Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, 
Landry Shamit from the Suns, along with a 2025 lottery-protected first-round pick from the Hawks and a 2027 unprotected pick from the Nets that belongs to Houston currently as part of the James Harden trade. The Suns, in return, get Eric Gordon and K.J. Martin. Now, on a night where K.J. Martin does what he did, it's really hard to say, let's trade K.J. Martin. Um, But I don't hate this deal. I don't hate this deal because there's well, there's a couple of reasons why. Um, number one, I think I think John Collins does solve a lot of defensive issues you have in the front court, and he can be a de facto five in the second unit. And I feel like that could be someone that the Rockets could really, really use. That part has not changed in my book. Now, I think the biggest thing that kind of deterred people away from this trade was the price. The Rockets are giving up two first-round picks, including that valuable 2027 unprotected pick from Brooklyn that we assume could be pretty good if the Nets close their championship window before then, which there's a good chance that it might. There's a chance it might not, but there's a good chance it might. And obviously... Giving up KJ Martin is probably the stinger, probably the one that, you know, KJ could be a much better player than John Collins is. Now, John Collins is, is 25 or 26, uh, and KJ's, I think, 21 or so. So uh, there's a couple of years difference, and KJ is an unrestricted free agent in 2024. So he's got this end of, uh, he's got one more season after this. And then he can sign with whoever he pleases because as a second round pick, once your first deal is up, you are an unrestricted free agent. The question is, is KJ Martin going to come back after 2024? And from what we've seen so far with him possibly wanting out before at the end of last season with the amount of forwards that are currently with the Rockets and the fact that his wing forward position could get even more crowded by the time next season rolls along. There is a very 50-50 or maybe even worse chance that K.J. Martin is with the team in two seasons. So you want to get some kind of value for him. I don't know if this is the deadline to do it. I think you wait a year, see how much he might be worth in free agency. Because with the way KJ Martin has has elevated his game, he might be a player that you can't get rid of in a year from now. I, I do think that there is a potential for that. That being said, there's also a chance that KJ could be exactly where he is now, which is uh, first or second guy off the bench for the Rockets. Because the Rockets have Tari and Jabari and possibly Wembenyama coming in, which could, you know, screw up the front court. You know, because there's no guarantee that, because you could say this, if you trade Eric Gordon now, trade him, trade him wherever. You say, okay, KJ gets that starting spot. What happens if Wembenyama comes in next year? Is KJ going to start alongside Wembenyama and Shengun and Jabari Smith? 
I don't think so. And so that is my, that, that's my only qualm about KJ Martin. I love KJ. I, I, I think he's, he's so valuable to what the Rockets are doing uh, currently. And I, and I do think that, now, I think KJ is going to have a really good career in the NBA. I just don't know if it's going to end up with the Rockets. And I'm leaning towards now. Look, okay, I, I'm actually maybe a bit mistaken. He is a restricted free agent, which I'm surprised by. I didn't know that that was a thing. Pardon me. But will the Rockets be able to re-sign him? at the money that he is probably going to warrant to be a sixth man. Look, the answer could be yes. The answer could be yes. I'm not necessarily saying the answer is no. But would you, like John Collins could be a better fit for some of the players that you're trying to get at. Because if you want to build around Shengun, you need a defensive minded player next to him and you have Jabari Smith, but you need someone that can possibly protect the rim. KJ is not that. I would like this deal more that the athletic proposed, honestly, if they include the nets or because the Rockets have two picks this year, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look this up just to be safe because I got the KJ restricted versus unrestricted problem. And that does, that does change my opinion a little bit, actually. Um, knowing that he is an unrestricted free agent or excuse me, a restricted free agent rather than an unrestricted one is, is important. Um, the fact that the Rockets would be able to match any offer that he would get. Um, but what I should say is, so the Rockets have this bucks pick this year, number 27 overall, which is around that. So it'll be a late first. I think that pick, like, I don't think it will get traded because the Rockets do still value these picks. But if they included that pick instead of the Brooklyn pick, I would be more likely to do that deal. Only because you don't need any more picks this year. You really don't. You need your top pick, but you don't need that second pick. It's just going to add, it's just going to be another filler. It's like Ty Ty. Like Ty Ty is, like, that's the Ty Ty pick this year. And you don't need another Ty Ty Washington a player that can just, you know, rot away on this roster. And, and that's, that's no fault against Ty Ty. Ty Ty walked into the NBA in a really, really tough situation where he's blocked for playing time because other younger players, other young players, I should say, are ahead of him on the depth chart. And they also need to get that run to, to fully see if they are worth continuing along with. So I fear that that would be what this second first round pick would be because they have so many already. So I wouldn't mind trading that pick to go and get a guy now. I'm not saying it's going to be John Collins. It probably won't be, honestly. But I do think the Rockets need to look at this deadline and do something. Something is better than what is currently going on because it at least shows that you're willing to shake it up to change the status quo because the status quo right now is not good. It's not. 
12 and 38 is not what you should be shooting for. We'll see if they are able to figure something out. I think that, you know, I, I see a comment here from Sean. KJ Gordon in the Bucks pick would be good for John Collins. Throwing Christopher Tate if needed just feel like we're doing the Hawks a huge favor in taking on Collins. And that is part of it. That is that is definitely part. Like, there's a reason why John Collins is making the money that he's making, and there's a reason why he's on the trade block. He got the money because he had a really good contract year. He should not have been a $25 million a year player. He's not. I'm sorry. And on, on top of that, like, Miles Turner got a big extension today. Two years, $58 million, $29 million a year. But that's what those players kind of warrant now, and it's that's the NBA we live in. Um, but getting a player like that for the roster would be beneficial. Uh, Mike's been on it longer than I have because I've, I've been married to this, you know, small ball stuff and, you know, and I'm still am, but I think the way that I see Shangun, I think Shangun is probably the most solidified building block on the team right now alongside Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green is a very close second. But I do think if you're going to build around Shengun, you do need a, a strong rim protector that can play some minutes, like strong minutes, starter-like minutes. Doesn't necessarily have to be a starter, but he needs to be able to play 25, 30 minutes a night because the Rockets won't be able to win many games with a below-average uh, paint protector. But Shangun is too, Shangun is the guy on offense that can build the top offense in the NBA. He really can. But in the right system, he definitely can. But you got to have some defense along with him. So will they draft it or will they going out and get it in a trade? Will they sign for it? Who knows? To be continued on that front. But I think this is a stupendous place to park the rocket ship especially because my throat is killing me but i do it for y'all y'all do it for me episode 301 of the dream take 401 if you count the hard and my take episodes wouldn't be anywhere without you guys so thank you so much for tuning in this episode of the dream take be sure to follow us on twitter at the dream take and at dream shake sbn also head over to our facebook page give us a like over there and head over to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back again for Wednesday's game. Yes, Wednesday against the OKC Thunder back in Houston. Hopefully the Rockets can turn this into a win streak. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Ticket. Until next time, go Rockets.